All right, so this is the second live stream that I'm doing with this format. Um, mainly this is a podcast, but for people watching on the stream, I'm kind of doing both. Uh, the last episode got 26,000 listens on SoundCloud, so that's awesome. I'm trying to do this at least once a week. I have a lot of topics and stuff lined up. And when my friend Sonia gets back from Italy, she's also going to be helping me with this. So, yeah, it is the second episode that we're doing. And the topic that people wanted me to talk about on Twitter was genital preferences and transphobia. And are genital preferences inherently transphobic? And I think that this is one of those topics and issues that there really isn't a clear-cut answer on, so I'm just gonna say my thoughts on it as a trans person, um, and I think the main thing is that if somebody doesn't want to have sex with someone for whatever reason, whether it's a genital preference or anything else, then they don't have to and they shouldn't be shamed for it. Like, bottom line, if someone doesn't want to sleep with someone because they're trans, they're, you shouldn't be guilting them or shaming them or pressuring them, holding them as some sort of transphobic person just because of that. And you can be transphobic and try to sleep with trans people. Like, I don't think that equating the two makes much sense. So transphobia doesn't equal genital preferences. Genital preferences don't equal transphobia. But in my experience... Um, you know, I have met people who didn't know that I was trans, and then after finding out that I was trans, weren't interested, and that sucks, but, like, I feel like as a trans person, trans people shouldn't go for people who don't have any interest in trans people. Like, not, for me, trying to change someone's mind about what a trans person is, what a trans person's body is, is not my job. And even with genital preferences, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, if you have somebody who says, like, I'm not going to date somebody with a penis, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't date a trans woman, because trans women don't always have a penis. Um, And same with, you know, people saying, I don't want to date someone with a vagina. Like, if a cis gay guy doesn't want to date a trans guy who has not had any bottom surgery, then that is up to that person. Um, I think that people make a lot of assumptions about trans people's bodies, and whether or not these things are rooted in transphobia is another discussion, and it's wider than just individual people's preferences. Um, But also, you know, on the other side of that, I have dated transphobic People, well, I think obviously anybody who is cis is going to have some level of transphobia, just having a preconceived idea of what trans people are and what that experience is, just like anyone who's not part of a marginalized group is going to have some prejudices or some, some ignorance around the topic. So I don't think that's necessarily fair, but I have been with people who have not had any issue with my body and my transition, but said and did other transphobic things. So 
there are a lot of people also who are like chasers or people who you know men who are into trans women and they might fetishize them that doesn't mean that they're not transphobic just because it's almost like saying oh you know this person's not racist because they've dated a black person or they're not um you know they're not prejudiced because they would have sex with this type of person that doesn't mean anything and a lot of times it's about power and stuff so i don't know i think as far as fetishization goes for me this is kind of all over the place but going back to the original topic of genital preferences there are a lot of different reasons why people have genital preferences and i don't think that people have to have some sort of super like valid reason to not prefer a certain type of genitals like some people say well some people have trauma and they just really don't want to like like that's fine you don't need to justify why you don't want to sleep with someone like I think that that's a shitty thing to do to say oh if you don't sleep with me then you're transphobic if you don't sleep with me you know you're racist all that stuff I don't that's manipulative and even if the underlying root is that my advice is just don't try to hook up with people who don't prefer your body like that's just gonna hurt you in the end um and it's gonna put that other person in an uncomfortable situation so for me like i would much rather have people be upfront and just say um you know no thanks i'm not interested than have to be like working all this shit out and be someone's like experiment like i'm just not about doing that and it all just kind of goes back to assumptions about trans people and their bodies and people's comfort levels and if you look at it more as a systemic thing there probably you know there is transphobic reasons why people don't cis people don't want to date trans people um because our standard of you know sexuality and attractiveness is based on this cis normative idea but that's not any individual person's fault you know i don't think that having these preferences makes you a bad person or makes you transphobic but should also look and see you know why you hold those beliefs for me it's like kind of iffy like if you meet someone and really like them and all this stuff and you're attracted to them and then you find out that they're trans you know for some people that is kind of a deal breaker for others it's not and i think that when it comes to those situations where somebody's already seeing someone they find out that they're trans there's a level of uncertainty on the cis person's part it's not just like oh well now i find out that you're trans and i don't like you anymore bye it's like actually confusing and i think that it's better to be upfront and be like look like i don't know how i feel about that like i still like you as a person but like it's not a trans person's responsibility to stick around while their cis partner figures their own shit out as regards to sexuality um because a lot of it is these external factors when we look at all these trans women of color who are being killed by their partners who were cis men the narrative is that these women tricked these guys that they had no idea that they were trans then they found out and they panicked or whatever but the reality is is that most of these cis guys know that the woman that they're seeing is trans and they're ashamed of it and when their friends find out in order to not be called gay or to be you know harassed because of their attraction to trans women 
then they go and murder them as a result of that to prove that and to try to justify their attraction to them that they didn't know um when in reality there's nothing gay about a straight guy being attracted to a trans woman um because again we have no idea who's trans and who's not just by looking at them and if their being trans affects how you see them in a sexual light then that's something that if you want to work through and realize like where is that coming from then that's up to you if not if it's literally just i just don't i just don't find that attractive then i don't know i don't think that there's anything wrong with that you know everyone has preferences and standards and not to say that they can't be rooted in bigotry but i don't think that it's worth arguing with some of these people like not everyone's going to be attracted to you to trans people and it's not worth trying to fight that and i think that the same thing goes with other trans people like i know trans people who don't want to date cis people and i know trans people who don't want to date other trans people like for me i don't i haven't really thought about it but i have always seen myself and i've only been with cis women and that's not you know out of just i'm seeking out cis women but for me i feel like if i were with another trans person that might trigger my dysphoria like people have different comfort levels for some trans people being with someone who's cis is gonna trigger trans uh you know dysphoria so it really just comes down to people's own relationships with their bodies and i think that we also forget that cis people have body image issues as well and so i don't know i feel like it the idea of saying you're transphobic for not sleeping with a trans person is coercive and kind of manipulative um and i can see that being used to puts a cis person in an uncomfortable situation so no matter who it's from if they're trans or not like pressuring people into having sex or you know coming on to people after they have shown that they weren't interested that is fucked up and not okay regardless of who's doing it like i saw a post saying like this was like a, a tumblr thing and i don't even know if they're being serious but it was like oh like trans people can't be predators or can't rape people because they it, rape is about power and trans people don't decide power like no like anyone is capable of doing that shit and it's not okay and obviously cis people oppress trans people more but that's not to say that there aren't trans people who are shitty and who are going to use that as if you don't have sex with me or if you don't find me attractive then you're transphobic and to weaponize that shit like isn't cool it's not helpful and i mean it just comes back to like if someone's not into trans people it's not worth the effort to try to convince them otherwise i think that when somebody just outright says like i would never date a trans person or whatever i think that that is more about people's that person's um preconceived idea of what a trans person is because i could say oh i don't see myself dating a trans woman but that doesn't mean that I'm just going to cut this entire population out of a dating pool. Um, I think that that is rooted in transphobia of like, I'm never going to be with a trans person because there's an assumption of what their genitals are or if they pass or not. When in reality, there are a lot of cis passing trans people that these distinctions don't 
even matter that much in a public setting. And I feel like a lot of cis people don't realize that. Like, I feel like a lot of cis people think that they can just spot trans people. And it's kind of fucked up because their idea of a trans person is they look like the gender that they identify with, but like a separate gender from that. Like, I can point out a trans person just based on how they look or how they act or how they dress when in reality like there are a lot of trans people who are stealth who aren't out about being trans in every aspect of their lives um where they might be out in some parts of their lives but not others like most people that i know who are trans they're not necessarily out at their jobs if they've already transitioned they're not necessarily out in every social setting i mean for me like people only know that i'm trans if they google my name or if they stalk my Facebook or whatever, but it's not something that, like, most people would just recognize in public. So to just say, oh, I'll nev- I'm not attracted to trans people is pretty close-minded, but it's not, like, targeted transphobia. That's just ignorance on who trans people are, and it's not my job to convince somebody that I'm worthy of being with them just because I'm trans and they are not attracted to that so it is frustrating and i think it's it's really hard to find a middle ground because people either in my experience at least on like dating apps you either tell them that you're trans and they are not into it or you tell them that they're trans and they're like too into it almost like i don't know i feel like there are a lot of cis people who just feel like they get it and they're done and like, I'm so accepting and I'm fine with it, when in reality, like, there's gonna be things that you don't know or understand, and it kind of sucks that people being supportive is sometimes a bad thing, but it can be when they're not willing to learn and to also feel, like, tokenized. It's difficult to be, like, how to come out. At least for me, I originally, on on dating apps and things like that didn't say that I was trans I wanted people to get to know me as me and then tell them but I just had way too many experiences where I would be talking to someone for a while and then I would mention it and then they wouldn't be into it and then I would feel like I wasted so much time investing in these stupid conversations when it didn't go anywhere so now my approach is to just put it out there I'm a trans guy I like you know x y and z this is my personality but i'm just gonna put it out there because i'm not gonna waste anyone's time and even though it's in my bio like if i start messaging with someone the first thing one of the first things they'll say is like by the way i'm a transgender guy you know just to let you know if you're not into it because i don't want to waste my time and your time on something that isn't going to work and i don't want to hear the like maybe or i don't know like you're either okay with it or you're not in my eyes and if you're trying to like work your way in like there are trans people that are willing to to date people like that I'm just not one of them um and then the other end of like being fetishized when I was first coming out I was I did get a lot of you know attention from girls and women and stuff either online or in school or whatever and you know I thought like oh this is great like people actually like think I'm attractive or whatever want to date me but then I realized a lot of it was just kind of fetishizing being trans and I didn't expect for that to feel the way it did like I just thought like oh 
you know, I'm a guy, if people use me for sex or use me as an experiment, like, whatever, that's fine, I'm still hooking up with people, but it really did make me feel not, like, used, but almost as a, as a way to prop people up of, like, look, I'm accepting, I hang out with a trans person, or I dated a trans person, and it's almost like being tokenized, and it really just comes down to, like, trans people don't want any special treatment. We just want to be seen as normal people, not as, like... There's so much infantilizing of trans men, too, by cis people, of, like, trans men being, like, cute or innocent or whatever, and, yeah, I think that there is a lot of that when people first come out and they're not passing, because there are a lot of trans guys in their 20s and 30s who look like they could be in high school because they haven't started to transition, they have... You know, it's just one of those things that we just look younger typically, you know, because most of the time we're shorter than a cis guy. We might not have the facial features or the voice deep if we're not on hormones or if we've only been on hormones for a few years or whatever. But again, it's like it's transphobic to say that trans men don't contribute to the patriarchy. So like when people say like, fuck cis men it's almost like well trans men are also men like the only time you ever need a distinction of cis men is if you're talking about you know something that involves them being cis not them being men and i think that that also gets confused where you know i almost want to be like when people say like cis men are the worst i want to be like almost be like well you know i'm shitty too like i don't know being trans doesn't give people see trans men as like men light and that is just really invalidating because as somebody who did transition and who spent a lot of time in environments with trans people who were trying to figure it out to try and navigate being a man which is hard when you didn't have any sort of societal upbringing that taught you it's it's in a weird place where you can pick and choose kind of what aspects of masculinity you want to adopt and Obviously, everyone has a different experience. You know, I consider myself being socialized as a guy. But again, it's it's different for trans people, but that doesn't mean that they're not harmful. And I've seen firsthand, and I was part of that culture of being a trans guy means being a guy, which means, you know, participating in misogyny, um, you know, speaking over people, all this sort of stuff that is not good, but... To be seen as a guy, you you feel pressured that you have to do that. Um, and again, I can't speak for you know all trans people and for trans women, but I can assume from what I've seen that there's the the hyper feminine side of that too, where it leaves so much less room for just being an individual. And a lot of that comes down to being insecure in yourself so when trans men don't feel secure in being a guy they have to sort of go to that extreme to be accepted as that and part of that means being okay with you know being picked on i know that there's a you know trans social media guy who's like is so like anti-sjw and so like not like other trans guys and i also participated in that of like i'm not offended i'm not like other trans people because it's a survival kind of mechanism of like i just want to be easygoing i just i don't want any trouble i'll you know i'm contributing to my own issues when in reality like 
trans people don't know anyone's shit, and there's always going to be trans people who are going to just, like, lick the boots of cis people and tell them that the rest of the trans community doesn't represent us, that we don't have to talk about any of this stuff. When, really, when we're talking about dating and navigating sexuality with being trans or with a trans partner, it's not that we're saying, you know, conservatives are always like, oh, if I don't want a girlfriend with a penis, then I'm a bigot. And it's like, yeah, there are probably people who say that, but I think that most reasonable trans people recognize that there's nuance, that you don't have to be attracted to anybody, that no one should pressure you into doing that. But it is worth looking at how society views people. And for me, I mean, my approach now is like, I'll be nice, I'll educate people if they want to have those conversations because I'm in a position where I can do so because people meet me and they say, like, I would have I had no idea that you were trans. And that used to be a compliment when I was like trying to pass or whatever, but now it's like it's almost like a, a, a backhanded compliment. Like you're not like one of the other ones or what I thought that trans people were. When it's like, well, what did you think trans people were? Um, because what if I was? Does that is that a bad thing? Like, what if I didn't pass? What if I was, like, one of those Tumblr trans people or whatever? Like, that's not a reason to judge a whole community of people. Because, again, there's a lot of shitty trans people out there. You know, trans men are still men. Um, white trans people are still white. Like, I think that people view being trans as a specific sort of image even woke well-meaning cis people that really trans people's bodies are not as weird or you know out there as people assume like there are plenty of trans people that can walk around naked and you wouldn't know um there are trans people that don't have surgery and still pass as cis you know almost either like completely naked or almost like i people don't understand the way that hormones and um gender assignment surgery work and so there's all these preconceived notions and fears around it that for me being a trans guy like i've had experience with cis people who you know when i first transitioned i i really only wanted to date straight girls because I really didn't want to be in a relationship where there was a possibility that the other person didn't see me as a guy um and if I look back actually most of the people that I've dated or you know had some sort of romantic or sexual relationship with were not completely straight I mean I can't be sure but most of the people that I have had relationships with have some level of same gender attractiveness um, or attraction, whatever. Um, But something that happened most recently, actually, I was dating a cis person for a couple months, um, and when that relationship ended, they, she had said um, that she was a lesbian, that she's never had a real boyfriend, and all this stuff. And this is somebody who, like is in the woke circle like somebody who like is a trans ally who like is educated on this stuff who should frankly like know better and again i'm not saying that people can't come into their sexuality after the fact of 
dating someone. You know, there are lesbians who have been in relationships with men and then realize they were lesbian. Can people hear me right now? It's not connected. It says trying to reconnect. Can people hear this? What time is this? I gotta put it down for the podcast. Um, whatever, I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, but yeah, no, this is a... I dated somebody, they were cis, broke up, and then they were saying that they were a lesbian. And to me, that was like... It didn't really... It was mostly just confusing for me because at this point, like, I've been on T for five years. When this happened, I'd been on T for like four years. Um... You know, I only see myself as a guy. People only see me as a guy. And also, I had met this person, you know, a a few months ago. So, like, they saw my Tinder profile. Like, they swiped on me as a guy. Like, I didn't question that. But if I had not been on testosterone, if I hadn't transitioned, if I wasn't comfortable in myself, that would have been, like, a really dark headspace that I would go into seeing that somebody who I thought saw me as a guy really saw me as a woman. Um, And again, like, I don't really care, mainly because the way that this person phrased all this stuff just made her look so bad that, like, worse than I, than she even, like, was. Like, I just feel like those sort of situations can really fuck with someone's head because, you think that someone sees you as the gender that you identify with because that's how you see yourself and that's how you assume the world sees you and then you realize, like, wait, I don't know that for sure. Uh, but it's also none of my business. Like, if, if people find out that I'm trans and then they just, like, see me as a woman pretending to be a guy, like, I really don't give a shit because I know that that's not the case. Um, but I've just surrounded myself with people who do affirm that. And people who don't, like, I just don't tell them. Like, I'm not out in school really i mean obviously like anyone can watch or listen to this but it's not something that i like go around and just talk about i don't i'm not the type of person to like display like trans pride stuff not that i'm not proud but it's just not a big part of my life so if i'm dating someone i don't want that to be a big part of our relationship i don't want it to really be part of our relationship at all obviously there's logistics that you know come up around dysphoria and how people feel about their bodies but other than in those specific situations, you know, really the only time that being trans affects me is as far like getting insurance and healthcare and stuff, but that's just something that I would want support on anyway, and I would support wherever I was dating with insurance issues. Like, those sort of things aren't exclusive to being trans, but there is that level of systemic oppression that we deal with that our partners just kind of have to figure out how to, how to support us on. So when it comes to people who are saying, oh, you know, am I a bigot for not wanting to sleep with trans people? Like, no, but you trying to get re reaffirmed in that stance that you're still a good person might be something to look at. Like, the people who are very vocal about their general preferences, like, you can have whatever preferences you want, but what's the point of saying that unless you want people to know, like, hey, I'm not interested in you? It seems stupid, like, there are people who would say, like, oh, I, I don't date, you know, I don't, I don't want to date 
heavy women or fat people or whatever like okay no one's making you but the fact that you're saying it and putting it out there kind of just makes you look like an ass it doesn't mean that you're a shitty person or whatever but the fact that you have to put that out there makes it look like some things just keep to yourself i'm not gonna put all my preferences out and have people have to reaffirm me that i'm a good person um and that people can change that you know sometimes people do consider themselves oh i wouldn't date a trans person and then you meet someone who's trans and it's not an issue and sometimes it is and a lot of times i think for younger trans people or people who haven't transitioned yet that sort of like little bit of commitment of like maybe i'm experimenting is enough but honestly i think that that's something that most people do kind of go through in their stage of transitioning but it's a kind of a step that you're you're learning that you deserve more than being somebody's experiment or being someone's you know secret or whatever um and again like trying to navigate a dating scene with woke cis people it's just i would almost rather date somebody who was accepting but just didn't didn't have their head so deep in like trans politics like i would rather just have somebody who this stuff doesn't really they don't they don't have all of these opinions around trans people and date like just somebody who is okay with seeing somebody who happens to be trans and again that's just my take on it my preference on it there are some people that will only date cis people who are already educated on this type of stuff like that's fine people have different things i mean in general i don't want to be teaching my significant other about my identity but at the same time i do want to be the person to kind of introduce them to some of these things that maybe weren't explained correctly or were explained in a way that made things look you know not as things are in reality and i guess where what i'm kind of trying to say on that i'm trying to plug in my computer sorry um is that people have these cis people at least have these ideas about trans people about what we think of certain things um about what what our politics are about what our what our morals are you know things like that um but again trans people are not like a monolith and there are conservative trans people there are liberal trans people there's a lot of liberal trans people there's a lot of um trans you know anarchists and communists like there's a lot of diversity within the trans community that i kind of don't want my partner to know about that and see like which type of trans person are you and that kind of is a thing like there are kind of archetypes of trans people that I'd be lying if they say it didn't exist, you know, the the trans guys who are, you know, wearing the button-up, like, um, pattern shirts and stuff, like, that's kind of an archetype, or, like, the fitness trans guys, the the trans guys who are non-binary, you know, there's, there's different types of trans people, and there's different types of trans politics, you know, there are the liberal trans people who are big about like representation and then there's trans people that are anarcho-communists who don't even feel like these hierarchies should exist and then there are obviously are conservative trans people who exist as a necessity to 
kind of further this agenda of if you're one of the good ones, you're not going to be attacked. That there are people like Blair White and other trans people who just are on the right so that they can be used as props just to be kind of discarded after. So a lot of that does come from self-hate of, I think, again, in my experience, first transitioning, distancing myself from the community because you don't want to be lumped in with all these people that are oppressed or hated. And then you realize that there really is no trans community other than the fact that we're all trans. Like, there isn't a set of rules or a way of life, and being trans kind of gave me that insight of, like, you know, you, you kind of know this on a, an individual level, but, like, groups of people might only have, like, one thing in common, and that's it. That I, at this point in my life, I don't really have many trans friends. I mean... I do have a few friends who are trans, but for the most part, my immediate social circle is cis people, and it's because gender and trans stuff isn't part of, like, what I like to do or talk about, and yes, I do this stuff for a living, I do this for work, but at the end of the day, I typically hang around with people who are into the same music as me or into the same sort of TV shows as me or like to do the same activities as I do, who just get along with me, and... I think being surrounded by just people in your identity can be kind of damaging because you're forming this bubble of this is almost like a safe space of people who get me, but it makes communicating with cis people so much scarier. Like, and again, there is reason to be weary of cis people and being in those social circles. Like, obviously there's dangers, but I think the longer people segregate themselves as only hanging out with trans people are only hanging out in these spaces it's harder to kind of connect and bridge that that gap and i'm not saying that every trans person has to do this is obligated to do this but i think that by communicating with each other that cis people will see trans people more as just people like i don't know i've only tried to be authentic in myself um when it comes to this, but there's so much pressure to be like a good trans person, be popular among other trans people, because at least if you're in a position where you're educating other people on this stuff, or you have any sort of influence in the way that, you know, uh, policies written or things are implicated, like with my job, I can only speak from my experience and from what I've seen working with people, but I never want that to be I, I always want to represent people who have similar experience than I do in a good light and to make things easier for them is really what it comes down to. And my advice really to trans people who are transitioning and who are dating cis people and are struggling with the casual transphobia or the assumptions or the fetishization is that being trans should not be the biggest factor in your relationship with other people, that there are other qualities of yourself that mean more. And that's not to say that trans identity is meaningless, but I have seen that as people transition, the longer that they're just living as the gender that they identify with, that the gender that they are, the less that matters. Um, Because, again, when coming out, that is kind of your whole world and at least when I was transitioning 
probably you're the only or one of the very few trans people in your community that there is a lot of attention. But as you get older, be able to be more stealth and be out in situations that you feel comfortable in, you start to question, how much does this even really mean um, when it comes to who I am as a person? And unfortunately, people's minds can change when they find out that you're trans, but I think that when it comes to dating and being part of that, this sort of online dating scene, there really isn't any sort of guidelines or rules for anyone, let alone trans people. And it is a tough decision, and there's pros and cons to being out on social media or your dating apps versus not. Um, you know, when is the right time to tell your partner that you're trans. Um, some people, it, it, it really varies. Um, some people do it after the first couple dates. Some people do it like before they even meet in person. And then there are people who do it like as things are progressing to like being sexual with each other. And again, different things work for different people, but out of safety's concern, doing that, you know, right then and there, is dangerous. I mean, I've never been in that position. Um, and I don't think I would be because I would honestly be too afraid, not because I feel like I'd be tricking somebody or like being dishonest, but I really wouldn't want that to reflect on me or my community. You know what I mean? Of, of tricking people. Um, although I do have feelings about like, if someone you know, is making sexual advances, like, you know, they kiss you and you don't immediately say, like, hey, I'm trans. Like, I don't think that there's an issue in that. But again, like, I don't want to risk getting my life fucked up just because somebody thought that I was lying. Um, and the whole idea of, like, being a trap or all that sort of stuff those sort of situations can be really dangerous. And if there is a cis person who's showing interest in you, you know, there are red flags. Like, do they only date trans people? Do they, is the way that they talk about trans people in a way that's like overly, you know, not sympathetic, but overly enthusiastic of like, I love trans people. Like to the point that it's almost uncomfortable. Um, Almost like, you know, I was friends with a, a white girl who was, like, very attracted to black people in a way that you could tell that the preference was almost a fetishization. And again, like, I, you know, can't... If I put myself in that shoes, I would be uncomfortable with somebody, you know, uh, exaggerating things about myself and my attractiveness. Um, but I can see why people, trans people, enjoy that because we're told that we're not attractive or worthy of affection or whatever but again when it comes down to it people who are chasers people who fetishize they don't see you as a person they see you as a an experience or something to check off a list or as a way to make themselves feel better um of like doing like some sort of charity work um and i think that that can be really dangerous especially when it comes to like 
abusive relationships um, because, again, in my experience, trans people, we don't think so highly of ourselves that we're deserving of affection or love or a relationship that is healthy, that we will accept whatever we can get, especially from cis people, because we feel like we need their acceptance. You know, when, when people come out, obviously the trans community is going to be supportive of you, and they're going to say, like, if you look at any uh, Reddit post or post by a trans guy, like a selfie or whatever, all the comments are like, awesome dude, man, bro, like regardless of if they really pass or not. And it's being supportive and it's great. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but then when you, you're getting this sort of, you feel like you're being lied to and you being told that you're valid and great from trans people isn't what you want to hear. You want to hear that from cis people. You want to hear that from people who, who you don't expect. And I don't think that, that that there's anything wrong with that per se, but holding cis people's opinions in this super high regard and ultimately doesn't mean anything. You know, having a cis person's approval on your gender at the end of the day doesn't mean much um, when it comes down to it that cis people are always going to have a view of trans people that's not accurate of reality because they didn't experience that. And it's not something that I or anyone else needs to explain because at the end of the day, it's not about understanding it. It's about accepting that this person functions the exact same way that you do. This person thinks about their gender the same way you do. Their body just wasn't consistent with it. That's it. There's no difference between a cis guy's gender and a trans guy's gender. There's no difference between a trans woman's gender and a cis woman's gender. Their experiences are most likely going to be different, um, but the idea of like a cis and trans experience, there's so much middle ground that there are a lot of cis people who do experience some sorts of um, gender distress. I mean, I wouldn't call it dysphoria, but like uh, more feminine men, especially men who are gay and more feminine, like, or even masculine, just being gay in itself, like, that complicates your gender. Being a lesbian complicates your gender, your gender presentation. So I think that there's more in common with cis and trans people than we like to think. And the more trans people realize, or the more that cis people realize that the genders aren't different. I think that that's the biggest thing, is that if you're attracted to someone's gender, you're attracted to the things that you associate with that, which trans people have. You know, there are trans, if you, if a cis straight woman wants to fuck dudes with beards, that doesn't exclude all trans men. You know, some trans men might say, well, you're excluding guys who can't grow a beard, who are pre-T, or they can't grow a beard on T. But really, it's it has nothing to do with sex it has to do with their characteristics and there are trans men who can grow beards there are cis women who want a guy with you know a big fucking dick um and there are some trans guys who have that um you know there are it's not mutually exclusive but when it comes down to it if someone doesn't want to sleep with someone and their main reason for not sleeping with that person is because they're trans are they transphobic not necessarily is it rooted in transphobia? Maybe, but it could also be rooted in trauma or their own body issues or anything else under the sun 
that they don't owe any justification for. I mean, it would be nice to get explanations for some of these things, like, why won't you sleep with me? But that's not appropriate to do whether they're cis or not. And putting people in that type of position can't be let slide by the community. Um, It's not something that I see often, but I've seen it enough of people accusing, well, you wouldn't date a trans person, so you're transphobic, and then you're kind of almost fueling that uh, persecution complex of, well, now if you don't have sex with someone who's trans, then you're transphobic, when it's not about that. Like, the same thing kind of goes with, um, you know, gay men hitting on straight guys or lesbian women hitting on or hitting on straight women. It's not okay if they've put up that boundary, but at the same time, that is rooted in some homophobia or a lot of homophobia of trans people being predators um and i think that there's an important distinction between this is a trans person who is um who is trying to date and sleep with people and that doesn't necessarily make them you know a predator but there are trans people who can be predators there are gay and lesbian people who can be predators like But associating the group, it's just almost harder because it's like, okay, we're going to hear about this trans person doing this thing that's not okay for anyone to do, and then they're going to tie it on to them being trans. And sometimes it is tied to that of an insecurity and a need to prove yourself, and it's not healthy, and I don't think it's okay, but to say that that doesn't happen... Again, there are a lot of trans people who do use sex and sexuality as a way to cope with dysphoria. It can be done in a way that is self-harming, and it can also be done in a way that's more empowering, and that's really a distinction that can only make sense to that individual person. You know, I can't judge that, but, you know, trans people are allowed to be just as sexual as cis people, but regardless of being cis or trans, there are boundaries that shouldn't be crossed no matter the gender um so i just think especially like during pride month talking about uh, as a community um that trans people can't can't be part of this sort of community if they're straight passing or if they're cis passing i think that it really just comes down to privilege like for me, yeah, I'm I'm proud of being trans. It's something in my life. It's just kind of a thing. Um, and I have pride in that because the only reason I have pride in that is because society has said, don't, don't do that. Like, don't be trans. That's not a good thing. So in that sense, I do. But for me, like, I don't think that pride is for me. And obviously, yeah, it's about trans people. It's about LGBT people. But for me, I consider pride as a protest as a as a way to say we are people who are not accepted in society or haven't been and so for gay and lesbian and transgender people we are all still socially oppressed but for me as like a cis passing straight trans person my biggest issues around transphobia thankfully are just you know casual microaggressions once in a while from a well-meaning liberal um you know maybe a hate comment on the internet but not really because i don't really engage in that anymore 
and obviously, you know, systemic things like healthcare and things like that. Um, not to say those aren't issues, but in my day-to-day life, I don't feel like I have to be like the center of pride. And I think that it's a time of reflection to realize where you've came from and where other people are right now. So as far as just dating in general as a trans person, I think dating as a straight trans person is very different from dating as a gay or lesbian trans person because you're with somebody of the same gender who might not be of the same assigned sex. And I know that it's really validating when cis gay guys and trans guys can be together and both be seen as men or as a transgender lesbian being with a cisgender woman. But trying to only seek out trans partners for their approval can be more damaging. No, I'm recording a podcast. I mean, I'm live. I can edit this. You can? Yeah. I mean, I'm live on Facebook, but I can edit the audio. Who's watching? I can't tell. Who's, uh, Michaela Mello's here? Uh, I think so. Can you see who's viewing it? No, I'm not on the computer. It's fucked up. The Facebook live streaming sucks. Oh, alright. I'm going to the gym. What? At 10.30? We didn't go this morning, so we can't skip it. I mean, you could. At the Y? No. Where? Planet Fitness. You have an account or a membership? Yeah, it's free. It is? If you're 18. Just if you're 18? Well, if you're 16 to 18, it's free for the whole summer. Why? I don't know. Okay. Have fun. Um... All right, so Ben's going to the gym to pump some iron. Um, I don't even remember what I was fucking talking about. Uh, yeah. So, basically, this was kind of all over the place, but I'm trying to do these recording... Um, I feel so saying home. I'm trying to do live streams twice a week, but... Because of the person that I am, I have a hard time keeping to those things. So, this is at least once a week. Um, You can edit it, but I'll always know. Yeah, you got to see that. You got to see Ben leaving to go to the gym at 10.30 at night because he's a pump monkey. And he'll probably... I'm trying to get him on this. But anyway, I figured that since people are still watching right now, I'll give people a sneak peek of what some of the topics are going to be on these streams um the first one we did last week if you didn't tune in was on uh, what was it on oh my god it was on the left eating itself that's what it was on um so if you're interested in left politics and how they're we're running out of time to have a revolution and the left is too busy fighting about canceling james charles then you can check that out got i think like 26k Listens on SoundCloud, really appreciate that. Having that ad revenue come in is really helpful um, because it's something, it's just a little extra something. And I try to put it all back into doing production on this. So, have a new microphone, have kind of a new setup, trying to get a better stream to, I want to start actually reacting to things. So, if you're listening on SoundCloud right now, I do my streaming on my personal Facebook account. I will put it on the Porky Productions page, which I forgot to do for this stream. Um, Try to do it at night at around 9 or 10. So 
in Vietnam. It'll be like early morning. So if people do want to tune in over there, they can. Some of the topics that I was thinking about, though, uh, online activism and sort of that whole thing, you know, doing things on Twitter, conservative comedians. I'm trying to like comedians. I'm trying to pull up videos and stuff on the screen, have it be a little bit more entertaining to watch because there's some issues with the streaming platform that I'm using open broadcast source or whatever, which is great, but it's just, it's not hooking up to Facebook for some reason. And it's not hooking up to YouTube. So I'm trying to fix that. Shane, buddy Shane, who's edited some stuff before is going to hopefully help me get that set up. So I'm going to talk about a lot of different stuff. Um, I think maybe the next stream, I'm going to talk about the candidates for the Democratic nominees, um, because there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of the same shit. Uh, It's pretty disappointing, to be honest. Um, I couldn't even name, I could probably name half of them, but a lot of it is just corporate Democratic stuff, so we can talk about that. Um, I'm actually looking forward to doing that. I I'll probably do that next week, and then as it gets closer to the primaries, kind of revisit it and see where they're at. But I I think now is an okay time to start getting into that. I didn't want to do that too early. Um, I want to do more like, not more, but do more like personal, like, not story times, but, you know, personal experiences, um you know maybe wreck some some conservative memes some turning point usa stuff maybe some ben shapiro stuff and also to on a lighter note i'm part of my town's facebook group that it's just everyone in our town can join and post whatever they want basically and there's just some great content in there what people get upset about in just a regular ass town is is pretty amusing a lot of you know baby boomers and shit on there everything turns into an argument read some of those and i think i'm gonna have ezra on the show too to talk about circumcision because we both have we i know that we have different opinions on that so that could be an interesting conversation um but yeah if anybody has any sort of topics or questions or things that you want me to see or check out or react to like send them my way put them in the chat whatever i'm trying to i'm trying to do i'm thinking about doing a podcast reacting to that fucking joe rogan steven crowder thing about trans kids and and puberty blockers but working up the the willpower to to watch them just speak out of their absolute ass about that shit is a little bit uh triggering but i will do it i will do it for the for the listens and just because there's something so interesting about these reactionary alt-light right-wing people you know even people like jordan peterson i just kind of want to talk about some of these people because they kind of came out of they didn't come out of nowhere but they they sort of evolved out of this festering right-wing paranoia that's been there since obama was elected and now it's just so profitable so 
that's what's coming up on let's discourse also trying to get in touch with like a graphic designer to do artwork for the podcast um because right now it's just the porky productions logo and that doesn't really say much about what the show's about so gonna if anyone's a graphic designer looking for it um hit me up i obviously will compensate people i don't have a you know huge budget but looking for people to design that you know including maybe a disc and a horse nothing too crazy um but you know if they wanted to to go crazy and add some shit i would also be cool with that so all right i think that that was a successful streams this episode got a lot of people joined in facebook sucks as far as live streaming goes i don't know how to fix it but hopefully on soundcloud i know on soundcloud this does sound better so that has been an episode of let's discourse and i will be back soon to talk about the 2020 democratic candidates Sanders 2020, Shillery, lock her up. See you next time.